0: nerds welcome to another episode of the dictionary it's been a while since i recorded it is 7 a.m on uh, what is today what is today july 10th i'm in my work office and uh you know i'll say some pluggy things uh you can email me dictionarypod at gmail.com uh you can follow me on social media Instagram at DictionaryPod. Technically, I am still on Twitter, also at DictionaryPod. But since the last time I recorded, there has been a major shift in the uh, the Twitterverse. which um, is now moving over to the metaverse. Uh, Threads just exploded a few days ago, last week. And um, at the time of recording, I have not officially created a Threads account, although it seems like it's kind of inevitable that I'm just going to shift over there. So by the time that you are hearing this, you can probably go to at DictionaryPod on Threads, um, it's very well connected to Instagram because it is a Meta company. So maybe you're already following me and you didn't even know that. If you're following me on Instagram, so go follow, go check out the posts there. Uh, let's see. There is a Google Voice number in the show notes. You can call it and leave a message. I surely would hope that you do that. Let's see if I can remember it. Nine one seven seven two seven five seven five seven. Yeah, I think I did it. Uh, if you want to buy merchandise, there is a T public link in the show notes. Please become a patron of the Patreon. As little as $1 a month gets you early episodes. Ooh, I got to start posting those for E. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, there was another thing I was going to say. Oh, obviously, obviously, you got to rate and review this show write a five-star review, put it on the Apple Podcasts and all the other places. Follow this show on whatever podcast platform you prefer. And if you uh, are listening to this somewhere and I'm not on the podcast platform you like, let me know. All right, let's get to the words. The first word in this episode is ecotoxicology. Yeah, ecotoxicology, E C O. T-O-X-I-C-O-L-O-G-Y. Noun from 1977. It is a scientific discipline combining the methods of ecology and toxicology in studying the effects of toxic substances and especially pollutants on the environment. Ecotoxological is an adjective and exotoxic. (laughs) nope, ecotoxicologist, that is a noun, the person who is studying about these toxic substances and pollutants and how they are affecting the environment. And are we ever going to get to a place where this is not happening? This is probably, I mean, 1977, I think that we have been putting pollutants and toxic substances into the environment and various specific environments Uh, For decades before that, um, you know, how do you deal with nuclear waste? That's a big one. So yeah, this is a big topic of study, of uh, something that we need to figure out. And uh, don't go throwing your toxic substances into the environments, because then you're going to have to have an ecotoxicologist come check it out and clean it up. Okay, the sound effect is going to be, yay! The next word is ecotype or just ecotype, E C O T Y P E. And let's remind ourselves the eco prefix, oh, that was so long ago. Uh, It means habitat or environment or also just ecological or environmental. So often when we see eco at the beginning, that's what it means. So ecotype is a noun from 1922. A population of a species that survives as a distinct group through environmental selection and isolation, and that is comparable with a taxonomic subspecies. All right, let's see if we can break this down. So uh, this this seems very uh, connected to uh, evolution. Evolution. How do you how do we say that word? Evolution. I think that's it. Um, And so, let's see, let's see. A population of a species that survives as a distinct group through environmental selection. So, that's what evolution is. It's selecting traits that are, what, more easily passed on because of the environment, uh, you know, so there's the, the example of the finches. The birds, based on the population of, of food that they have on their island, the birds with a better beak to eat that food, those traits are going to be passed down. So I guess this the, the ecotype of a population is the, the population of that group that just has the better traits for that environment. Those types of traits are better for that eco-area. Is that how we want to describe it? I think so. And, you know, then maybe they became they become a new taxonomic subspecies because evolution is happening. Uh, I think I need to post a, a link in the show notes for this one if you want to learn more about this. Yeah. So maybe there's examples in there? I don't know. Ecotypic. Uh, or just echotypic, that is an adjective. (laughs) Yay! The next word is, and I think you would pronounce this, ekphrasis or ekphrasis. I think ekphrasis sounds correct. E-C-P-H-R-A-S-I-S. There's no pronunciation guide because it is a variation of ekphrasis with a K instead of a C, and so we will learn how to pronounce that when we get there yay ecru or Acru, that's next ecru oh I guess ecotype was the last eco word so here is the very the only the only ecr word ecru noun from 1836 this is just uh, the number two definition for the word beige so it's uh, it's a color Right? I think I've heard this used in the world of color. It's just it's just a beigey kind of color, ecru, or acre. Uh, the same word ecru, is also an adjective. But what what does this word come from? Where does it come from? Why or why is this word this word? Well, it's a French word, ecru, which literally means unbleached or raw. From Old French, uh, from the Old French prefix S, E-S, which probably isn't pronounced that way. And that word means completely. Uh, And then plus crew, C-R-U. I think that's also still Old French, and that means raw. So completely raw, totally raw, unbleached. That's what we're talking about. Uh, It's also from the Latin crudus. Which it doesn't say what that means, but maybe that means raw. And there's more at the word raw. So I guess this color just exudes the feeling of raw. Nothing, just blank, I guess. That's what I think of when I think of beige. Woohoo, yay! The next word is uh, that this is the word that I'm using to come up with a sound effect, because when we say yay, we are clearly feeling ecstasy. The first of the E, C, s words we got a few of them Uh, this is a noun from the 14th century number of definitions and synonym information number one a a state of being beyond reason and self-control you are beyond reason and self-control so if you are in a state of ecstasy at least in this context you have no self-control whatsoever. You cannot control your body, your brain, your thoughts—nothing. And there's there's no reason for what you do. You have you are beyond reason, and it's just it's just pure ecstasy. Not a state that you can probably be in all the time. It's just just temporary times, temporary ecstasy. One B. This one is archaic though. Uh, the synonym is swoon. Ooh, swoon? How do we use that in context? I don't know. It's archaic. Two, a state of overwhelming emotion, especially rapturous delight. Rapturous delight. That's like the song Rapper's Delight. A hip hop, hip it to the hip of the hip hop hippie. I don't know the rest of the words, but it's one of the oldest rap songs on the planet, and it's classic rapturous delight i think somebody needs to make a version called that now uh can and they can they get the word ecstasy in there it's got to all be about ecstasy rapturous a state of overwhelming emotion now it doesn't say positive emotion negative emotion are you feeling good are you feeling bad sad unhappy mad happy happy let's say happy more times uh just overwhelming emotions ecstasy I mean I always think of ecstasy as a positive thing, a happy thing, but maybe not necessarily. 3 The synonym is trance, especially a mystic or prophetic trance. In a state of ecstasy and a trance-like state. Hmm, yeah, that's uh that might be beyond reason and self-control. That's what I think of think of trance, yeah, in a trance-like state. Uh, And then the fourth one, number four, this is often capitalized. I think we, I feel like we mentioned this uh, at some point, can't remember when. Uh, This is a synthetic amphetamine uh, amphetamine analog C11H15NO2 used illicitly for its mood enhancing and hallucinogenic properties and it is called also MDMA. And, uh, yeah, where where was it? I think it might have been in the Ds when this came up before. Uh, so, let's see. It's synthetic, so it was made in a lab using all those chemical letters and numbers. Uh, mood enhancing, that's a big one, making you feel good, maybe if you're feeling down. Hallucinogenic, I have never used this stuff, uh, I w- but I was not aware that it was hallucinogenic. That's not something I've heard people describe, but maybe it is, I guess, I don't know, uh, or maybe this definition is just old. I will put a link in the show notes for MDMA slash ecstasy so you can read more about it, but it does say illicitly, so this is illegal, uh, so I am not condoning the use of this. You've got to figure out what's right for you, uh, but especially if you are on the younger side, please don't do this, and if you want to do this, please uh, be older, first of all, and uh get it from a reputable source and be smart about it maybe have somebody there who is experienced to help you just be smart when you're using things like this um uh there were illicitly now i do think though that there is i think they might be using this In um, clinical situations, maybe to help people with uh, depression and stuff like that. You know, we've seen uh, psilocybin, the mushrooms, um, ketamine, other things like that uh, do seem to have some benefit mentally. So I think MDMA is one of those things that they're studying. So it might not be illicit forever. Uh, Let's talk about the etymology before the synonyms. What do we have here? This is from the Greek. Eggs. Ooh. Okay. This is interesting. Uh, the Greek extasis or extasis, which is from existanai, which looks like the word existence or you know some word related to that. So maybe that comes from that. But that word existanai means to derange. Derange. What? Uh, that is from ex, which means out, plus histanai, which means to cause to stand. So to cause to stand, and then we add out, and that means to derange. This is fascinating. Uh, There is more at the prefix X and the word stand. Hmm. Okay, and I suspect that existence or existential might be related to this. Uh, Derange. Now, derange, I mean, I think of that, we, we typically think of that as a negative thing, But, um, you know, maybe not rearrange literally, but changing a thing, deranged, maybe there's a connection there. And, you know, if you are in ecstasy, you're changing your state of mind temporarily. Yeah. Who? Okay. I love learning about the etymology because it just sort of changes my view on just how the word came to be and maybe what it used to mean or all those things. Okay, synonym information. Ecstasy, rapture, and transport mean intense exaltation of mind and feelings. Whoa. Ecstasy and rapture both suggest a state of trance or near immobility produced by an overwhelming, uh, uh, overpowering emotion. So immobility, so you can't move, you can't, you're in a trance-like state because of your overpowering emotions. They're overpowering you. Uh, And then ecstasy may apply to any strong emotion as joy, fear, rage, or adoration. So yeah, just like uh, we saw in that one overwhelming emotion in the number two definition, it could be lots of things, just overwhelming. Yeah, I don't usually hear it used that way. As in the example religious ecstasy. Again though, we typically think of ecstasy as a positive thing, so that seems like a positive statement. Happiness, happy, I have religious happiness. Uh but I yeah, that's not a clear example. Religious ecstasy, what does that mean? What does it mean? Rapture usually implies intense bliss or beatitude. Oh, I don't remember that word. Implies intense bliss or beatitude. Or is it beatitude? Uh, As in, in speechless rapture. So you can't talk because you have such intense bliss. And that's where we see the trance or the immobility. Whoa, I'm in a state of rapture. I can't talk because I got the so much bliss in my face. And then the last word, transport, applies to any powerful emotion that lifts one out of oneself and usually provokes vehement expression or frenzied action, as in, in a transport of rage. Hmm. Powerful emotion that lifts yourself out and provokes vehement expression or frenzied action. There's a lot of information in there a lot going on with transport yay (laughs) now see clearly uh, that's what I think of ecstasy but not it's not necessarily that it's just this intense emotion really okay the next word is ecstatic first form adjective from 1590 of relating to or marked by ecstasy ecstatically is an adverb. So just related to ecstasy is ecstatic. Yay! I got some ecstaticness. I don't know if that's a word. The second form of ecstatic is a noun from 1659. So what is this? Almost a 100 years, uh, 50, 69 years after the first form of ecstatic. We got a whole new form and it is one that is subject to ecstasies. Hmm. So somebody, somebody maybe who has gone through this trance-like state, rapturous delight, any of those things, uh, they would be called an ecstatic. Maybe, maybe somebody who can do this regularly, put themselves into a trance-like state or something related to that. Maybe that's where this use, this word gets used, ecstatic. Hmm. It's fascinating. Four hundred-ish years ago, f- more than that, uh, in, in certain contexts, this word had such a different meaning than what we are used to. Yippee doo yay. The next word is ECT, the first ECT word. Uh, they're all caps in this one. It is an abbreviation for electroconvulsive therapy. Is this where they put the, uh, the electroshock things? No, well, this, that might be called electroshock therapy. But electroconvulsive therapy, you are going to convulse with the electricity that is put through you or something. I don't know. I'm curious to learn more about that. In the ELE section, oh, it's there's going to be a huge section that's all about electricity, electro, all that stuff. Yeah, ect again. This is a prefix. Ect or ecto. Oh, are we gonna see? I'm looking. I don't think. Oh yes, yes. There will be ectoplasm in the next uh, episode. But first, what does the prefix have to say about this? Uh, There is no year. It means outside or external, Um, as in the example ectoderm. So that's probably your skin, your ectoderm, the dermis outside of your skin, external to your skin, just outside of something is ect or ecto. It says compare to end, the prefix end, E-N-D, or also the prefix exo, E-X-O. So E-N-D probably means inside, and then exo, I'm not sure about that one. I would also think that that means outside, but maybe not, maybe not. This is from the Greek prefix ecto, which is from x, which means out, and there is more at the prefix x. So what is this ectoderm stuff? Yay! Ectoderm, E-C-T-O-D-E-R-M, noun from 1859. One, the outer cellular membrane of a diploblastic animal as a jellyfish. So a jellyfish has an outer cellular membrane called the ectoderm. So it's outside of the rest of their stuff? (laughs) That's the scientific word, I think. 2A, this is a long one, the outermost of the three primary germ layers of an embryo that is the source of various tissues and structures, as the epidermis, the nervous system, and the eyes and ears. So this is the outermost, the outermost part of these primary germ layers of an embryo that is the source. I don't know. I'm a little confused about this. But is it's, it's outside of the epidermis, the nervous system, and the eyes and the ears in an embryo, I guess. Um, uh, 2B, maybe this will help a little bit. It's going to be connected somehow. A tissue as neural tissue derived from this germ layer. So the stuff, the tissue that comes from this germ layer is also called the ectoderm. And maybe we should put a link in the show notes for ectoderm, this uh, the, the outermost layer of, the, the outermost of these three primary germ layers. The word germ confuses me because that's not how most of us think of as germ. But, you know, it's it's related somehow to an embryo. Ectodermal is an adjective, and uh, I'm emphasizing the o ecto, but I think it more appropriately it would be ecta, ectoderm, ectodermal. Yeah, that might be better. Yeah, hey. Next is ectomorph, noun from 1940. If you want to say ectomorph, I think that's fine. This is. An ectomorphic individual. They are an ectomorph. Okay, and this is from ect the ecto or ecta is from ectoderm plus morph. And so what is ectomorphic? Let's learn about that. Yay! Ectomorphic, adjective from nineteen forty again, one, of or relating to the component. In W. H. Sheldon's classification of body types that measures the body's degree of slenderness, angularity, and fragility. Uh, okay, so of or relating to the component. Okay, I have heard of these. There's ectomorph, and oh, there's three of them, right? Is that what it said? uh doesn't say how many there are but i have heard of these um and it, yeah, it's basically about just like the body's size and shape right now can you change your type throughout your life or are you stuck at one the whole time and how scientific is this i don't know we got to put a link in the show notes for this too um so yeah just relating to that classification is ectomorphic. But we also got number two, characterized, so this is the more specific one, a person who is this definition that I'm about to read would be an ectomorph, characterized by a lean, slender body build with slight muscular development. I like your skeletal structure, baby. You're an ectomorph, no doubt. So yeah, it seems like Uh, you can change this over time if your body will allow you if you if you make certain choices you eat different you exercise differently uh, you will maybe go from a lean slender body with not a lot of muscular development into somebody who is more muscular and not lean and slender Uh, so yeah I so if you see somebody who is lean and slender and doesn't have a lot of muscles on them they would be an ectomorph they would be ectomorphic hmm so this word, uh, yes, ecto from ectoderm plus morphic, which is from the predominance in such types of structures developed from the ectoderm, but it doesn't explain the the morphic part. So I guess we just have to wait till the Ms to learn about that one. Um, the predominance in such types and of structures developed from the ectoderm. How is the ectoderm? connected to your body type if you can change it i don't know it's confusing i haven't studied it go look at the links in the show notes and maybe if you have some really good knowledge about this and you want to explain it to me you can uh, call the google voice leave a message i'll listen to it i'll put it in an episode unless you don't want me to and uh, or you can email me and i would like to read it on an episode again if you don't want me to please tell me otherwise i'm just going to do whatever i want to do that's the spencer way Yay! We made it to the last word. We have such ecstasy. We are ecstatic over this last word. It is a suffix, E-C-T-O-M-Y, ectomy. Uh, I guess it's a noun, a suffix noun. Um, it is. It means surgical removal, as in gastrectomy. So that's removing something related to your your gastro system, your digestive system. I'm sure it's something very specific, not sure what. So yes, the surgical removal of a thing, you're going through that process, it's it's ectomy. You add it on to the end of the word of a, like a tonsillectomy, removing your tonsils. Digitectomy, does that exist? Removing a finger? I don't know all the different ones. Maybe there's a list. Maybe I should uh, post in the show notes that I'll, I'll find a list of all the ectomies. This is from the Greek ectemnine, which means to cut out, from ek or x, which means out, and then temnine, which means to cut. That's a very literal. To cut, you add on x, cut out. And there's more at the word tome, T O M E. So, yes. Have I ever had an ectomy of ever kind? I still got my tonsils. Um, I had my wisdom teeth taken out. So maybe that's a some sort of ectomy. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, nothing else has been removed to my knowledge. All right, let's reread the words. What did we have today? We had echo, how do you say this word? Echo or, ecotoxicology. Echo type or eco eco-toxicology. Echotype or ecotype. Echphrasis. Type. Ecru, Ecstasy, ecstatic, 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 ECT, ECT, Ectoderm, Ectomorph, Ectomorphic, and Ectomy. Okay. I mean, I would want first to pick Ecstasy, but as we learned, uh, it's not necessarily about feeling great, although, you know, some of it, some, sometimes it is, usually it is. Now, actually, I'm looking at these definitions... And did anything specifically say just being super-duper happy? No, they don't. Not a single one of these. I mean, yeah, not even number two, which is a state of overwhelming emotion. It does say especially. So the sub-definition especially is rapturous delight. So that's all about the happiness. But none of the main definitions were just about being super-duper crazy happy. That's, I find that fascinating because, you know, th- this word is b- way more versatile than I realized. Uh, it would be funny if I pick ekphrasis because I th- there's no definition. I have no idea what that word means, so I won't pick it, but it would be silly to pick it. It's a funny word. Uh, any of these other ones that are good? I am fascinated by this whole idea and classification of ectomorphs and ectomorphic, but I don't know how scientific it actually is. Um... Uh, okay, let's just pick ecstasy as the word of the episode. Uh, and then the song we shall sing is something like this. Um, all my songs start the same way. Let's do something different. Let's just sing. Ecstasy, ecstasy, it's not always about being happy. Oh man, if I could make a rap about a rapturous delight about ecstasy, but I can't do that. Ecstasy, ecstasy! We're feeling so overwhelmed about our emotions. Ecstasy, ecstasy! Yeah. All right, I think it is time to talk about a movie that I watched, and oh my God, I am so behind. Haven't recorded in a while. Uh, let's see. I don't remember where I left off. I think I talked about Into the Spider-Verse. I think the next one is Insidious. Mm Mm-hmm. Funny, I have a whole bunch of movies here in a row that start with "in," into the Spider Verse, Insidious. This is the first one. It was a rewatch because we're getting ready for the the fifth one. Still got to watch the fourth one. Fifth one's coming. Uh, these are just fun, super creepy movies if you like that thing. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. Uh, Lynn Shay is fantastic. She's sort of the the thread throughout all of these I think and uh looking forward to the fourth and the fifth ones um I don't I've heard that they're probably not as good as the first one but uh yeah they're just a fun interesting concept yeah let's 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 uh let's end it there okay thank you very much for listening and until next time this is Spencer dispensing information woohoo goodbye